Welcome to Working for Women, the independent women's forum podcast, where we are changing the conversation about women and public policy for the better. Welcome to Independent Women's Forum's podcast. Today, we will be discussing the new Supreme Court nominee, Neil Gorsuch, and last night's great television, uh, the decision made by President Trump on this decision. With me today, my name is Ashley Carter, and I am the Director of Coalitions for the Independent Women's Forum, where I work to establish relationships with the Independent Women's Forum and like-minded organizations to help promote the issues that IWF works on. With me today, I have Erin Holly, who is the Senior Legal Fellow for Independent Women's Forum. Erin Holly is an Associate Professor at the University of Missouri, where she teaches constitutional litigation, federal income tax, tax policy, and agricultural law. Her scholarship focuses primarily on the federal courts, and she has been published in numerous top journals. Prior to joining the law school, she practiced at King and Spalding, Kirkland and Ellis, as and has worked at the Department of Justice as counsel to Attorney General Michael Mukasey. Professor Holly is also a formal clerk to Chief Justice. John Roberts of the Supreme Court of the United States, and Judge Wilkinson of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit. Professor Holly has litigated extensively before the Supreme Court of the United States, as well as has numerous federal courts of appeals and state courts of last resort. She twice argued before the D.C. Court of Appeals and also represented the United States in oral argument before the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Seventh Circuit. Professor Holly continues to litigate, and her work has been widely quoted, including by the Washington Post and U.S. News. Professor Holly received her bachelor's degree at Texas A&M University and her law degree at Yale Law School. Today, I welcome Erin Holly for her to discuss our new Supreme Court nominee, Neil Gorsuch. Welcome, Erin. How are you? Doing great, Ashley. Thanks so much for having me. You, I'm sure, like myself, we were very intently watching uh, last night's decision on television, and uh, it was a nail-biting leading up to it yesterday. I know there were several uh, great candidates who were up for the position, Bill Pryor, Thomas Hardiman, and, and you know, ultimately, the president selected Neil Gorsuch, who is a fantastic uh, judge. Can you uh, tell me a little bit about his background and how he got to where he is today? Absolutely. Well, as you mentioned, Ashley, uh, Judge Gorsuch is, is an absolutely fantastic pick uh, for the Supreme Court vacancy. And it's important to remember here that the vacancy that is being filled is the late Justice Scalia's. And, of course, Justice Scalia uh, is irreplaceable. He really changed the way uh, that lawyers and judges and the American people think about law. He taught us and sort of ingrained uh, in our culture that the text is important. So we need to look at what the founders said in the Constitution. And one reason I believe that Justice, or excuse me, Judge Gorsuch is such a good pick is that he uh, also believes uh, that judges should interpret the law 
rather than make it. Uh, he's a judge very much in the mold of Justice Scalia. Uh, and I think for this reason in particular, uh, he's a fabulous pick. As far as his background, uh, the judge grew up uh, in Colorado uh, and chose to raise his family there as well. He's an avid outdoorsman and fisherman. Um, they have horses uh, at, at their uh, uh, small uh, barn uh, and do the sorts of things that, that ordinary uh, Americans do. Uh, he had uh, some jobs growing up that, that many of us uh, did. He worked at a hotel, um, for example, and then he attended uh, school at Columbia University, went to Harvard Law School, and then was a Marshall Scholar at Oxford, so an impeccably credentialed man um, who also has the sort of real-world experience uh, that, that we can relate to uh, as people here in America. Yes, and I, you know what I found very interesting is that he's very young, only 49, and I also, when uh, learning a little bit more about him, I found out that he is an avid skier, which I found find so interesting. He'll probably be the best skier of the nine justices. <laughs> No doubt on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, looking at this, we see that he is a very solid conservative pick. Uh, this is something that President Trump said in his campaign process, uh, promises that he would definitely uh, make a solid Supreme Court pick for uh, this uh, this position. Do you foresee? Any problems with the confirmation of this nominee, and what might that process look like coming moving forward? I really don't see any problems uh, with with the confirmation process, Ashley. And you you never know politics being what they are, but uh, the facts here are really good. Um, judge Gorsuch is, of course, a very well respected judge, impeccably credentialed judge, and when he was nominated to the Tenth Circuit. Uh, he was approved by a voice vote, um, which means that the senators didn't even uh, want to sort of register their dissent uh, if they disagreed with his appointment. So really sort of in a unanimous appointment uh, to the Tenth Circuit. And several prominent Democrat senators were uh, on um, the, the or part of the Senate at that time, including uh, Minority Leader uh, Chuck Schumer. So, so these individuals have already voted um, at once for him or, or at least uh, allowed a voice vote to go forward. So I think everyone recognizes that he's highly credentialed um, and he has served uh, incredibly well as a Tenth Circuit judge. Now, the Supreme Court is, of course, higher stakes, um, so we may see uh, more hand-wringing or dissent. So you asked a little bit about the process, and the process is actually quite involved. So beginning in 1955, it's when confirmation hearings really first got going. Before that, um, there was not this sort of kabuki dance where senators ask all sorts of questions, and the nominee tries not to answer, um, which is kind of what our confirmation hearings look like today. Uh, but, but the process begins with about a 100-page questionnaire that the Senate Judiciary Committee uh, sends to the nominee, and then the nominee um, basically sends them every piece of paperwork that they've ever worked on. So if he was in the Justice Department, um, the committee will get his Justice Department memos. They will get um, all of his opinions, of course. They'll get any law review articles or legal articles, uh, news articles that he has written. Um, and the committee um, and those helping Judge Gorsuch will, will comb through that uh, extensive record to sort of see oh, what yeah. kind of uh, justice uh, he will be. So an extensive record uh, in his case uh, to look through. Then the actual confirmation hearings will start. 
where Senate Judiciary Committee members will ask um, questions, um, usually for several days of the nominee. And then uh, following that, the Senate Judiciary Committee will vote him out of committee, presumably, uh, and then the entire Senate uh, will have an opportunity uh, to vote on his confirmation. Fantastic. And uh, as you said, we hopefully will not foresee any problems. This should be a smooth confirmation process, although I did hear that uh, you mentioned Chuck Schumer. He uh, has already mentioned today that he does not like some of of Judge Gorsuch's prior opinions uh, on issues such as uh, siding with corporations and uh, women's rights. But we hope to foresee a simple two-thirds majority, a very easy confirmation process. And uh, Judge Gorsuch will become our next justice. Looking at some of the cases that are presented this year that the court will decide, we have issues concerning trademark rights with the Washington Redskins, school choice options, transgender bathroom rights. What do you think some of the potential outcomes could be for the uh, cases this year with Gorsuch on the bench? Well, it's always difficult to predict, Ashley, how a particular judge or justice will rule in a particular case. Um, those cases have not um, been briefed yet for, for large parts uh, to the court, so there's a bunch of uh, legal questions that are up in the air. But I think the important thing, again, is how uh, Judge Gorsuch, hopefully Justice Gorsuch, will approach those questions. And again, it will be much uh, in line with what Justice Scalia would have done. He will look at the text of the statute um, rather than uh, sort of what he thinks the law might should be. Um, And that will keep him constrained. um, And uh, as a justice, he will be faithful uh, to the text and constitution. Um, You'd mentioned specifically uh, the transgender cases, obviously a really hot uh, button um, sort of civil uh, rights case of our era. But in that case, there's actually a second question about the process that the executive department used uh, to issue this letter of guidance. And there's very real questions about whether that was the appropriate procedure to go through. Um, and Justice Gorsuch uh, is very much uh, in the camp of Justice Scalia being serious about the separation of powers. And some powers reside with the president, some powers reside with Congress, uh, and other powers reside with the judiciary. So I could see him, for example, uh, deciding that that transgender mandate uh, was inappropriately issued. Um, but again, it, it's hard to predict uh, specific results in specific cases, but very confident in the approach he would bring uh, to each case he considers. Fantastic. And not just looking at this year, but, you know, as a Supreme Court justice, you sit for life uh, or until you decide to retire. And moving forward, what are some of the other issues that could confront the Supreme Court and that a solidly conservative justice could change? Oh, goodness, Ashley, there's there's a ton of decisions. Um, as you know, the Supreme Court uh, weighs in on, on most of the pressing issues of our time now. Um, and there's, of course, uh, the issue of abortion. Um, and there's uh, the issue of end-of-life decisions. There's issues involving unions um, and free speech. Uh, there'll be campaign limits. Uh, that come before the court. Um, There'll also be uh, really pressing issues of religious liberty, um, which Justice 
or excuse me, Judge Gorsuch has already said a lot about. Um, one interesting thing, though, um, to note is that um, the uh, confirmation of uh, Judge Gorsuch wouldn't actually change the balance of the court. Um, since Justice Scalia was a decidedly conservative uh, member of the court, a solid vote uh, in that camp, with you know a few exceptions on the Fourth Amendment and such, but but generally um, what would be considered a conservative justice, uh, then uh, Judge Gorsuch really won't be changing the balance um, so much uh, as as important as providing uh, that that all important uh, fifth vote uh, in some of these cases. And I noticed uh, while doing some research uh, that Judge Gorsuch had clerked for one of the standing Supreme Court justices uh, in his in his time. Uh, he clerked for Justice Kennedy. Uh, now, this is not unprecedented. Other Supreme Court justices have clerked uh, for in the past. Um, so, but what, if anything, could this mean for the new Supreme Court? Uh, it is some, an interesting little tidbit that our listeners could take away with. What, how could you see um, this playing out as Gorsuch being someone who has looked up to uh, Justice Kennedy? You know, I think it's actually a, a great fact, Ashley, and the reason being um, – the, the judges are often proud of their clerks, uh, which is, is very nice. And um, so Justice Kennedy uh, will, I'm sure, be proud uh, that his former clerk um, is now a nominee um, and very likely will join him uh, on the Supreme Court as another justice. So it's kind of a wonderful legacy uh, to have um, while you uh, are still alive to enjoy it. So I imagine, I don't know personally, but imagine they will have a rapport um, and, uh, that uh, Justice Gorsuch, if he becomes that, uh, we'll hopefully be able to um, talk to you and influence Justice Kennedy uh, on key decisions. Um, and it's also interesting to know, Ashley, that kind of providentially, uh, Judge Gorsuch initially signed on to clerk uh, for Justice White. Um, and Justice White was uh, also from Colorado. Um, and there's traditionally been sort of a, a, a quote-unquote Western seat uh, that has been absent uh, since Justice White uh, retired. Um, and now this would... Uh, if uh, Judge Gorsuch is confirmed, we will again have a judge from the West, which would be would be quite nice. Very interesting. And, you know, obviously uh, we're talking about how uh, the, these nominees have clerked for uh, past justices and or sitting justices. And you yourself uh, clerked for Justice John Roberts. Uh, President Trump has four years and potentially several more Supreme Court picks. Could this mean that we're going to see a Justice Aaron Holly down the road? <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, I, I very much hope um, that President Trump has, has several more picks um, and picks uh, judges uh, very much in the line uh, with Judge Gorsuch. Um, so, so very delighted to, to see that possibility um, and, and just looking forward to see who the, who the president hopefully nominates for, for those uh, seats, um, and at uh, first uh, focusing on uh, confirming uh, Judge Gorsuch, of course. Fantastic. Well, there you have it. Thank you, Erin, so much for taking time out of your day today. You're a fantastic lawyer, professor, as you might have, our listeners may have heard, as well as mother. Uh, you really <laughs> are spectacular. Uh, 
in your, both your legal perspective and working for IWF. Uh, I appreciate the time that you've given to us for our podcast today and hope you can continue to apprise us of the nomination and uh, what Judge Gorsuch uh, plans to complete down his road as Supreme Court Justice. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Ashley, for having me. It's really an exciting time. Thank you. Uh, Listeners, if you're interested in uh, listening to more of our podcasts, you can find us at iwf.org, on the web, iwf.org. Thank you for having us today and listening in. I hope you can uh, hear us on our next podcast. This has been a podcast of the Independent Women's Forum. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give it a thumbs up, share it on social media, or stop by iwf.org for similar content.